0: hi there this is jacob msiba the senior pastor of builders church i just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today and i trust that it will bless and build your spirit enjoy the message and god bless you now let's get to the word of god we are looking at the theme in general oneness we we're looking at the importance of being one as the body of christ as the church At Builders Church, we're taking time to explore this subject because I've seen how you know it influences many things in the church. Whenever we are one, um, there is quite a lot that we can achieve. As a matter of fact, the the health and the growth of the church depends on how united we are. It depends on oneness. Are we here? And last month we looked at um, ourselves as one body. And, and this month, we are focusing on one spirit that we have been given, one and the same spirit by God as the church. And we've looked at uh, different topics under that. And this morning, um, I want us to look at the uh, subject or the title, The Gift of the Holy Spirit. Say it after me, The Gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the the Bible talks about one body, one Lord, one faith, but also uh, it mentions the fact that we also have one spirit, one spirit, which is something that I believe is very important for us to, to look at, amen. Um, I'm going to read from Acts chapter number two and verse number 38, Acts chapter number two from verse number 38, my... Sincere apologies, my screen is not thingy, connecting, so just take notes by faith, amen, and just trust that I'm reading from the right scriptures and all of that. Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 38, the Bible says, in fact, let me start from verse 36 just to give it context. It says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. In other words, they were convicted. They were touched by the Holy Spirit in their hearts, which I believe this is something that needs to happen whenever we preach the gospel under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible continues to say, And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do? Verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent, which is a word that is no longer popular in the church these days. He told them straight to their faces to repent, which is not a bad word. It's a good word. But we are not focusing on it today. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you may speak to us this morning, touch our minds and our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Salvation, as we know, is the gift from God. Salvation is something that we receive from God through our faith in Jesus Christ. We don't work for salvation. We don't labor for it. We don't, you cannot work yourself into salvation. The Bible tells us that it is through faith that we can be able to receive this gift that the Bible calls it the gift of eternal life. And since salvation is the gift from God, so is the Holy Spirit. After that, we are saved. After that, we are born again. We also receive, as the Bible said where we read, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and the main task of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It is to seal our salvation experience. It is to confirm and to guarantee that indeed we are the children of God. It is through the Holy Spirit in us that we are able to call God our father because the Bible tells us that he is the spirit of sonship. So without the Holy Spirit, our relationship with God as our Father becomes just a superficial experience. Are we together? He is a gift not only to us as believers individually, but he is also a gift to the church. He's also a gift to the church. And the Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. In other words, God does not give bad gifts. Whenever God gives you a gift, he gives you a good gift. And since the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to the church, it means he is also a good gift. But unfortunately, in most cases, our misunderstanding and our I call it abuse, really, of the move of the Spirit of God or the work of the Spirit of God in the church causes this gift not to look like a good gift that is from God. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to the church to unify the church. But I have seen in the church divisions that are caused by people who claim to be used by the Holy Spirit. Many things are said (laughs) to other believers eh, because the Holy Spirit spoke to me, because I was led by the Holy Spirit, and, and because many of us, we always strive to look and to sound spiritual. And... In most cases, then, we find ourselves in conflict and causing divisions instead of unity. But the Holy Spirit as a gift was never meant to cause division in the house of God. It is, in most cases, from how we have understood the ministry, or misunderstood, for that matter, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Let me say this up front, Basalone, that all of us, because we are spirit beings, we can be open to any spiritual activity. We can be inspired and influenced by any spirit. Even if I'm a Christian, yes. yes. Especially if you don't use your gift of discernment. When you study the gifts, you will discover that the gifts, spiritual gifts, that is, which are tabled in 1 Corinthians 12, they are divided into three categories. Right the first category is the gifts of utterance the gifts that say something prophecy tongues and interpretation prophecy tongues and interpretation interpretation of tongues that is second set is the gifts of power the gifts that do something gifts of healings working of miracles the gift of faith that is the second set the third set are the gifts of revelation, the gifts that reveal something. First one, it is the word of knowledge. Second one, word of wisdom. The third one is the discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is a gift that really shows you or reveals to you what spirit is at work behind any spiritual manifestation. And many of us, we've used or abused that gift to be suspicious of each other. Instead of depending on the gift of discernment, we choose to be suspicious of one another. Are we here? But God gives us gifts not to divide us, but he gives us gifts to unite us. So that the church can benefit from the gift that is at work in my life. So in other words, it is my responsibility as a believer to know the Holy Spirit and be well informed. The Bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And, and in most cases, we read that scripture up to that point. But the rest of that scripture says because you have rejected knowledge, so will I reject you to become my priests. Because many of us, we refuse knowledge. Uh, That's why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. And as believers, we choose to fall in love with the spiritual activities without studying them. That's why Paul in 1 Corinthians, when he was talking to the church in Corinth, the very first sentence in chapter 12 that he says, Uh, He mentions is that, he says, when it comes to spiritual things, I don't want you to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. Because he knew the potential of being spiritual and yet be spooky, be weird, cause damage than good. In the name of being spiritual, in the name of being led by the Holy Spirit. I've had many people who will say, (laughs) Yes. And I can't, maybe it is a spirit that spoke, and, and maybe it is a spirit that you've heard, but I doubt that it is the Holy One. Yeah. Because we, we have got to, as believers, be diligent. The Bible says, when it says, study to show yourself approved, in the King James Version, it says, be diligent. So in other words, you must not just scratch the surface. Because the spiritual realm can be quite complex. It can be quite challenging that you can be a Christian for 50 years and be... (sighs) I've seen people who have messed up their lives in the name of being spiritual. I've, I've seen people uh, who have, I, I was saying this, I think a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember where was I speaking, saying that, the, oh, I was speaking, you know, last week, Sunday, Pinoni Campus, it's, it's uh, I think on the podcast saying that the call of God itself has the potential to destroy your future forever. The call of God, like you can be genuinely be called by God, but how you hear and how you respond, because the call of God is spiritual. It's a, there are many spiritual things that you've got to figure out. And, and I'm making an example about Eli and Samuel. Samuel, even though he was called a prophet to be a prophet since from birth, but the first time he hears the voice of God, it confused him. He thought Eli was calling him only to find that it was God calling him. And not just once, not just twice, but three times, he responded not in a correct manner. And only in the third, third, third attempt that Eli said to him, now if you hear the very same voice, here is how you are going to respond. Because Eli understood better the spiritual things. That's why the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. So as believers, we have this beautiful gift, but how we respond to it messes people. I mean, I've seen people with great potential, lovely believers who will literally lose their minds and be hospitalized and, and, and really go into a wilderness of darkness and confusion. Because like I say, <laughs> the spiritual realm, Is quite complex. It's a very interesting reality. You can be seeing things thinking that it is Satan showing you only to find that it is God showing you. You can be seeing things thinking that it is God showing you only to find that it is Satan showing you. Because Satan is very much spiritual. His demons are spiritual. He is the knowing one. He dwells in the heavenly places. He is very much real in this. So you better, when you attempt to access that realm, do it (laughs) with the proper and correct information. Because you'll be seeing things and thinking that God is behind them, only to find that it is not God. So that's why sometimes local churches will be thrown into a chaotic Season because kuno ote umo And if it is the same spirit of which the Bible says he is on the inside of us, how come? How come, therefore, we will not have witness that it is the same spirit is speaking. In chapter 14, where Paul talks about so many different manifestations of the Holy Spirit, I love how he ends it. He says, let everything be done in decency and in order. Because he knows that sometimes being spiritual can Cause chaos, especially if you don't understand. I mean, I've seen people who are, and when I say people, I don't only mean Christians. I've seen also pastors. We as pastors also, where we start. That's why in Galatians, I think it's chapter four, Paul uh, says, you've started well in the spirit. And then he says, and then you ended in the flesh. And then he says, who has bewitched you? That is a that is a spiritual term. You get bewitched spiritually. So, in other words, what interfered with your spiritual activities that interfered with you to a point that you ended up becoming so carnal? I've seen, I mean, I've I've seen people who start well, and, and most of the people that you see do strange things today, <laughs> they started well. And then to a point of no longer being disciplined in the things of the spirit and they started hearing from the wrong source. Mm -hmm. Satan spoke to Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. Satan spoke to Jesus. Mm -hmm. During 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, he was at his best spiritually and the devil showed up. To confuse him. And how did he respond? Through the word. The only thing that kept Jesus was the word. At that point. So that's why I'm going to say to you. You are safe within the parameters of the word of God. Whatever that you suspect you have heard from God. Unless the written word confirms it. Stay away from it. In simple terms, if there's no verse for it, leave it alone. If you can't locate a verse that confirms what you believe you have heard. And before, let this be our culture. Before you say, God said, start by saying, I sense, I think, I believe, I feel. Start there. Before you cause any damage, because there's somebody who is going to listen to you because you said God said. Yeah, because we need to ask ourselves why do Christians can start as Christians and end as Izangoma and all of that? Uh-huh. It's because you, you start somewhere and all of a sudden. It's no longer God who is talking yeah. let me, let me let me show you this let me show you this there's uh, let me show you this first Corinthians talks about the gift of prophecy right yeah. Ephesians four talks about the office of a prophet yeah. but Romans twelve talks also of a gift of prophecy that a person does not have to be saved to have it. You are born with it. Yeah. That's why God said to Jeremiah before you were formed in your mother's womb. I did what? I ordained you a prophet. Yeah. So that's why there are people who, are, who do not have the spirit of God. Who are not saved but they can prophesy. Yeah. They can see things. Not because the Holy Spirit is showing them, but because they have the ability to see in the supernatural realm. Only when you are born again that God redeems that gift and uses it for his glory. But for as long as it is not in his hands, it's still active. And anyone can access it. And we know that if it's not God, it's the other one. So the fact that I'm speaking facts... Does not necessarily mean it's from God. You can speak the truth. By revelation. But it does not mean it's from God. Because like I always say. The word demon means a knowing one. So it can be accurate. It can be accurate. So that's why you must not. Hear Take note. I'm running ahead of myself. Jesus. Speaking of prophets, he does not say, by their gift, you shall know them. Because there are many who are gifted. Uh But he says, by their fruit, you shall know them. So in other words, I must not jump because of the manifestation of the gift. I must not jump because I met some stranger in town and they told me what I ate that morning, what happened in my life. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is a messenger from God. No, no. There were girls who came and approached Paul and they spoke to him and they said, this is a man who is called by God. And Paul rebuked him. Was she telling lies? No, she was telling the truth. Paul dissent that even though they are telling the truth, but it is not from God. A man who was demon-possessed who saw Jesus spoke about Jesus accurately and said that this is the Messiah, and Jesus had to quiet him. Was the demon-possessed man telling lies? No. To even listen, it's, it even says, this guy even worshipped. So in other words, demons do not mind worshipping God. Amen. To cause more confusion. So the fact that that person uses the Bible. I don't know why am I saying all of these things. Probably I'm helping somebody. So the fact that that person is reading the Bible does not really mean they are used of God. The fact that they are using candles (laughs) and they are praying. (laughs) In fact, when they are using candles, it's time to run. (laughs) Run for your life. So as believers, we must be very disciplined when it comes to spiritual things. And not be careless. Because, like I said, there are people whose lives were destroyed forever. Forever. I've seen people who were called. Very anointed preaching. But their life, I've seen others even to a point of death. Destroyed by their inability to respond accurately to the call of God. Because sometimes when God calls us, we take the calling and leave him out of it. Because the call of God is very exciting. And the gift, oh, it's very exciting. When you see the gift of God working in your life, you're like, wow. And you can be tempted to leave the gift, the giver of the gift behind and run ahead of him. And as soon as you do that, I can only prophesy one thing. Destruction at the end. So the Holy Spirit gives us different gifts, not so that we can compete, not so that we can fight, but so that together we can build the church. First Corinthians 12 verse 4, there are diversities of gifts. But the same spirit. Verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So all of us as the church, as the body of Christ, we are supposed to profit or to benefit. So there's no benefit in division. When there's division because of my gift, there's loss instead of profit. So this therefore teaches us something very important about somebody who claims to be used by the Holy Spirit. What is the result of your gift operating? Is it causing division or is it causing unity? Is it causing loss or is it causing profit? Verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. I don't know about you, Basilone, but I've 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 been in the church for quite a while. But there are people who are very weird in the church, and they are undercover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they are agents. They you know they they are always seeing something dodgy something that is you know and and especially when they start praying alone in the corner and they call themselves certain things and i don't want to mention names because i don't want to offend people and and and, and they they don't want to connect in a usual way that we, you know, let me tell you this. We, I used to be part of a church and, and I can openly talk about this because it's not a Christian church as we know Christians. I, I was still very young. Uh, did I tell you that I was once an altar boy? Yeah, I was once an altar boy, red and white, you know, with the cross and with burning the incense, walking in front of the priest. I've done that. I've done that. I mean, I was 13, I think, or so, 12 or 13, around there. I used to be like, uh, 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 from where I come from, Baru I don't, I'm not sure here. What, what do they say here when you have been initiated into uh, your in court? There's something that they with cones. Yeah, but the actual trans Aha. So and all of that. Yeah, and 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 and. And and but in the church there, there was another uh, there, there was another church behind the church, and and they used to call it Kerakea uh, Spiri. So in other words, once they call you or invite you to start attending those ch- church services, you are not allowed to tell anyone about it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, 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 and that's why they call it Karekia Spirit. it's like the secret church so, so, so because um, I'm sure Mfundi saw that there's something in me I didn't see it in me and then they invited me to this church it was in the evening when nobody else comes it's only the selected few and when I came at night uh, then they had this ceremony I'm not going to get into details because it's a very scary thing it's a very scary thing lest you even run away from me <laughs> so 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 when 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 so they the, then they had to try and get me into it then and then they asked me when we give you 10 bottles where are you going to hide them <laughs> bottles exactly <laughs> and i had to guess i'm going to put them here i'm going to put i mean i'm staying at home i'm going to put them in my in my wardrobe and then they say what if your mom sees them now they are pushing you to a corner of saying, I'm going to hide them in my heart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you say that, then they give you 10 things that you must memorize in your heart. Wow. Then they become... Oh, the oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Then they become the key to... Like when they have a bigger ceremony where other people from other branches come you are not going to be allowed to go in unless you can recite those 10 things. Yeah. But God being God, I really saw that this is strange. Weird. I ran away. <laughs> I did not look back. I was like, how come nobody knows about this? And, 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 and as soon as something becomes... A secret of some sort. As if there are certain people who are, you know, it's Then go into a So here are some few things that I want to leave you with this morning that will help us to really know the Holy Spirit and so that we can. Be used by him for unity and not for division, for, for profit and not for loss, for, for for building and not for destroying. Because we, we cannot destroy the church in the name of being used by the Holy Spirit. It, 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 doesn't, it means we are suggesting that the Holy Spirit is working against Jesus who is building the church. You see? So we need to take time, it is our responsibility as believers, because in one way or the other, you are going to want to be spiritual. As a Christian, because it's a nice vibe, you see, when you start praying in tongues and you are talking about deep things, you better be disciplined and you don't want to only explore it when it happens. Now, you are in public ministry, but privately, you are not disciplined in knowing the Holy Spirit for who He is. Are we together? One day we'll go deeper into these spiritual things. I, I, I think m- uh, many of us are going to to be helped yeah. uh, by them, and I'm not only talking about the 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 the, the spiritual things. That were used. there are also these modern ones. Yeah. The modern spiritual things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you know, the burning of candles, or did I mention? Um, Star, star signs, did I mention that? I did not name, maybe I'll talk about them next time, but, you know, star signs, you read and they, they are accurate in their effects and you are convinced that God is using them. No, God is aim in star signs. yeah. When, as soon as you tell somebody your birthday, have you ever met those people? As soon as you tell them, one way, oh, are you, are you, and don't, don't, and no, I am not. Oh. I don't, my subscription expired a long time ago, and I did not read. <laughs> God has given us the Holy Spirit, God has given us His Holy Spirit. I have no business waking up to read. The star sign. Mm -hmm. I have every business waking up to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So it's these things that we need to learn to get away from. Because one day, you will pop into those caravans that stop by the street. Yeah. One day, uh, we'll talk about the gift of prophecy and how, in most cases, what we are seeing on TV is not necessarily prophecy. Okay. Then there was tension in the house. (laughs) I love the gift of prophecy. I love prophets. I myself can flow prophetically but I don't like people who are abusing this gift. I don't like people who are manipulating people with this gift. I don't like people who are using familiar spirits and they call it prophecy. Simply because somebody can tell you your street address and your ID number and your telephone number and we call that prophecy as a downgrade. Prophecy is way bigger than that, way greater, way greater, way greater. When God said to Ezekiel in the valley of dry dead bones, prophesy over these bones. He did not give no detail as to which bone belongs to so and so their address. and No, no. It means prophecy is something way deeper. Way deeper. Number one, number one, one, number one, number one, for us to be unified by the Holy Spirit as the church, we need to make sure that we learn how to develop intimate friendship with Him first. Before you can rush to be used by the Holy Spirit, befriend Him first, know Him first. Don't only talk to him when you want him to use you. On day-to-day life experiences, engage the Holy Spirit so that you can get to know His personality, His uh, the things that He loves, and so that you can know when He's grieved and when He's not grieved, and you you know you are developing friendship with Him first. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14 in the message translation, it talks about intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Another version says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fast learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit daily in your life. As a believer, before you can want him to use you, and to speak through you and to show you things, just fast begin with this friendship with him. What do I mean? Talk to him. Not because there's information you want from him. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you need him in your life. Just take some time to worship him in your life each and every day so that he can be your friend. But many of us, we want to be powerfully used without acknowledging and recognizing or developing friendship with the Holy Spirit when we don't want him to be. As a matter of fact, it should be by default that he wants to use us. But mainly it should be about the relationship that I want uh, to develop with him. That's all where we are supposed to start. Develop that intimate, not just intimate friendship. Allow him, somebody once said in intimacy uh, can also be looked at it this way, into me see. Can you allow him to see what's going on in your heart? Because the Bible says he knows how to search the deep things. Before I want him to show me what's in other people's lives. Can he show me what's in my heart? Yes, with the anger and the bitterness and all the wrong things, the wrong meditations that are happening in my heart, can he begin there? So that the flow can be pure. One woman who trained me in the prophetic, she said to me, Jacob, make sure that you keep the flow pure. Make sure that you keep the prophetic flow pure from your heart. Number two, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That that is what the Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 18. Be filled. That word filled, that means be well supplied. The message translation says, drink the spirit of God. Huge drafts of him. Drink him. How do I drink the Holy Spirit? No. How do I drink the Holy Spirit? By simply opening myself up to him as I worship, as I pray, by simply yielding to him so that I can be filled, well supplied by him without any restriction. So that I can be fully and totally surrendered to him. And, and mostly by just simply becoming more and more spiritual in my interaction with him. The Bible says in Jude chapter number 1 verse 20, But You, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So in other words, I need to understand that there is a realm or a dimension that when I pray, I am in the Holy Spirit. But there is a dimension that when I am praying, I can tell that I am not in the Holy Spirit. I'm still trying to uh, get out of uh, that dimension of my flesh where I'm still concerned about about, about the correctness uh, of the words that I'm trying to say to God. And my, 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 my mind is wandering around and I'm going there and I'm going there and I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking. But there is a moment that I can hit in prayer where I am going to transition and I am going to be in the Holy Spirit. Where things become more clearer, where things become more, you know, even the words that I speak at that level are not even from me, but they are inspired by the Spirit of God. And this is a practice that I need to engage myself in on regular basis, even before being used by God. Be filled by the Holy Spirit. So that when you walk out of your prayer closet, you can sense that you are filled. Where the Spirit of God, that the conversations that you are going to engage in after that, you are going to sense that it is the Holy Spirit overflowing from you. You are not speaking from your mind, but you are speaking from the overflow of the Spirit of God. Him inspiring you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So in other words, when I want to pray in the Holy Spirit, I need to engage myself into that realm where my spirit is praying. Not just my understanding, but my spirit is praying. Can you first learn as a believer to get your spirit to pray? I know you can pray, but can you get your spirit to pray? Can you get your spirit to pray? (sighs) Where deep calls unto deep. Where, Where your spirit man directly connects with God. And engages with him in a conversation that your natural mind does not have control over. Uh, So that's why I'm saying we must first know how to be used by the spirit of God. Privately. Before publicly. Because publicly I might cause damage. Are we here? So we need to then because the more he feels us in that way the more we know him and how he is revealed in the word, not what we want to make him to be. Yeah, we want to use him for our own selfish benefit. We want to use him to be dodgy, to be, even when we want to gossip, we pretend as if the Holy Spirit, as, I mean, why would the Holy Spirit, it shows how undisciplined we are with the gift, even if you have the gift of discerning or seeing what's going on in people's lives. He cannot give it to you so that you can go and gossip about it. i hey. hey. There are people who will say, let us pray for so and so, you know. You're lying. You're lying. You are suspicious. You want to just talk about that person. When, when, when the Holy Spirit shows you something about somebody, It is so that he can, let me put it this way, God reveals to redeem. He does not reveal to destroy. He is not giving you ammunition so that you can go and talk about people. No, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. When he's revealing, he will give me compassion. He will give me compassion to be able to have compassion for the person that he is revealing their weaknesses to me. I mean, the, the, I'm sure you, 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 you will know, many of us who are from, you know, such churches somewhere, somehow, where we deal with each other spiritually. Where they will deal with you spiritually, they will, they will reveal how when they were praying in a dream, God showed them their sins and whatever. And you, 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 you can walk in the church not knowing that supernaturally you have been exposed. Supernaturally you have been exposed. And people have been having these conversations about you and and we we say it is the Holy Spirit sowing seeds of division and ah, no, it cannot be. It cannot be. It cannot be. Let let, let me give you another real life example. I, I read a book by uh, a long time ago, I think it was Mike Bigel, if I'm not mistaken, growing in the prophetic, and it tells of a story in that book uh, of a pro- prophet named John Cain, Paul Cain. Uh, and Paul Cain was very, I mean, in terms of the prophetic, yeesh. he says he was once invited to some church and he was sitting and 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 and, and you know. The pastor who invited him told him that when you come, you need to come and prophesy and do all of those things. And when he went to preach, the Holy Spirit said to him, don't prophesy to nobody. And he says he had to obey the Holy Spirit. He preached, closed the Bible and sat down and they went to the room. And the pastor was not happy. The pastor gave it to him and said, how dare? I mean, I flew you down from wherever to bring you here. And you are, I told the people that you are a prophet. And now you are not prophesying. And as he was speaking, the Bible says, uh, "Not the, Bible, the book, the book says, he, then God opened his eyes to show him what was going on in the life of this pastor. And there were people sitting in the room. And this prophet said to the other guys, can, can you just give us a moment um, with the pastor? I mean, he was giving it to him in front of everyone. So if I was him and God is showing me, <laughs> I was going to deal with him there and there. I was going to say, just, let me just tell you what's going on. But he, instead he said, can I just have a moment with the man of God? And, and the rest of the people walked out. And then he started speaking to him privately. And and, and, and when they walked out of the office, they were laughing, hugging, and everyone was amazed as to what happened because the pastor was not happy about this prophet. And when they left, the driver asked him, what happened? The man that he was traveling with, what happened? I mean, you guys, your pastor was almost, almost going to kill you. And then the next thing when you walk out, you are now friends. Then he said, no, there were some couple of things that the Lord showed me and I had to pray with him. And he said, no, man, why didn't you expose him in front of everyone? And then this man said, because I don't want to be remembered as a great prophet, I want to be remembered as a great father. So that I'm not going to use my spiritual weapons to deal with people. Because that is not why God gifted me. That's why the Bible says prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Not to embarrass, expose. No. God will only expose and embarrass hypocrites. But not every person around the corner. Number three, live according to the Spirit. Live your life first. Let the Holy Spirit be your teacher. Be your guide. Can the Holy Spirit guide you? Can the Holy Spirit tell you to kneel down at church? Can the Holy Spirit tell you to lift up your hands? Can the Holy Spirit prompt you not to uh, 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 say something or not to? Can he restrain you from saying what you originally intended to say to a person? Are you living your life according to the promptings of the Spirit, according to the guidance of the Spirit of God? Before being used by him at church, your life, in your life, can the Holy Spirit daily prompt you to say certain things and not to say certain things? Many of us, we want the Holy Spirit to use us, but he can't get you to lift up your hands in worship. When he says lift up your hands, you start by looking around and thinking, "ish." But, but when, when we want to be used so that everybody can see, we claim that he's using us. But you, you don't live according to the spirit of God on daily basis. Have you ever wanted to say something and you sensed in your heart that you are not supposed to say it and you found yourself saying, God will forgive me, but... but I'm going to say this. It's because before you said it, the Spirit of God was trying to restrain you from saying it. And you went override on him. And you're like, "Ah, he will forgive. And he's sitting thinking, ah, you want me to use you at church, but I can't restrain you privately? How am I going to restrain you publicly? Can you live according to the Spirit of God? Because the Bible says, the full scripture puts it this way. Romans 8 verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Number four. By the spirit, you've got to learn how to put to death the deeds of the body or the deeds of the flesh. By the spirit of God. Can you subject Your own flesh. Can you be able privately? Can you control by the spirit of God? Can you be able to restrain your your flesh and and its desires and and what it wants? And you know, when you're on Instagram and there's something that your flesh wants you to click on. And the Holy Spirit says, let's not go there. Can you by Because the Bible says it is only by the spirit that we can put the deeds of the flesh to death. By the spirit of God. Can you discipline your body? By the promptings of the spirit of God. Because unless we learn how to be disciplined by God in that way publicly. that Because even when being used by God, the flesh has got a tendency to interfere. And I need to be sensitive enough when I can, you know, realize that my flesh is trying to get in the way And how do I walk away from it? Number five. We need to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Led to do the Bible-based acts. Many people want to be led by the holy spirit to prophesy but the holy spirit cannot lead you to give it's like we have to come with 100 verses but actually the holy spirit must be able to just talk to us before before anything. he is just supposed to when he says time to give we just need to say all right holy ghost you know, so so we want to be led in public ministry, but how about being led to apologize? Yeah. The Holy Spirit led me to come and apologize to you. The Holy Spirit led me to give you my phone, to give you my car, yes, to give you my whatever. Can the Holy Spirit lead you to do his will yeah. Yeah. that is not in line with your will? Before being led to prophesy or Oh, to do all of those great things. Can he lead you to be a Christian? Can he lead you in day-to-day Christian things? Can Can he lead you in day-to-day Christian things? Can he lead you to fast? Or do you rebuke him when you feel led to fast today? And you're like, there's no way. I have breakfast already organized. There's, I rebuke you, whatever voice that you are trying to speak in my head right now, I'm going to enjoy my breakfast. But, but because it is through these small basic things that when you woke up, the Holy Spirit prompted you to say, today don't eat. Can you hear him at least when he's leading you to end the relationship that is ungodly? Yeah, can, can he lead you to stop fornicating? Can the Holy Spirit lead you to stop uh, committing adultery? Can the Holy Spirit talk to you about ungodly interactions with people of other gender? Can he, before you prophesy, can he engage with you and say, I did not like the way that you looked at that woman? So that you go back to that's why today you know it's easy for the most so called anointed to do just anything. I always ask myself, Where is the Holy Ghost? No, someone is lying to someone. It cannot be. I love what Job says. He says, I've made a covenant with my eye. Oh, Pumoengwe, Gula Malanga, Nati, oh, free. Hey, Sia Tana Asama. Esunduengumna says, No, my hini, anyhow, and Oopi, oh, Moengwe. Where is the Holy Spirit? Are we going to be impressed by the fact that you claim to be using the Holy Spirit to roll people on the floor? The very same Holy Spirit who is quiet according to you when you are committing all of those things behind the scenes. Are we saying that the Holy Spirit is condoning what you are doing in private and just show up in public when he wants to promote your ministry? No, that's not the Holy Ghost I know. Because the Holy Ghost, I know, is the one who would want to correct you in private, even before we go on public. What are we saying about the Holy Spirit? Are we impressed by the gift and not by the fruit? Because the gift is not supposed to bypass the fruit. As a matter of fact, the fruit of the Spirit is more important than the gift. Because you can actually fake the gift, but you can't fake the fruit. I don't care how many people you've raised from the dead. Where's love? Where's gentleness? Where's kindness? Because it seems as if we've equated anointing to being rude. It's like you, when you're anointed, you must lack manners. And we must forgive you because you're anointed. How? Huh? No ways. Because I'm anointed, I must disrespect people, disrespect husbands, and disrespect wives. And uh, No, no. Where is the fruit? My family needs to first enjoy the fruit of the Spirit before you as the church can enjoy the gift. church is supposed to, and even many, not just me as Mfundis, many others here at church. If we want to be used by the Holy Spirit, the people around you, your friends must first enjoy the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life first before the church can experience the gift. We must not suppress the fruit just so that we can, you know, display the gift and show everyone that we we are gifted. No, it does not work like that where the Spirit of God is at work, there must be the balance of both the gift and the fruit. Amen. Lastly, we need to walk in the Spirit. It's a daily thing. Walking in the Spirit, my conduct. My, what I know about the Holy Spirit is that when I am walking by the spirit each and every day, my conduct is going to gradually be shaped by him every day because I will say something as I walk away, he is going to say it in my spirit to say, you are not supposed to say that. And how is my response then? Or, 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 you know, if, if there's a thought in my mind which is not godly and the spirit of God, of course, convicts me to so say that's not a, a, what am I going to do about it every day. Let's please stand on our feet. The Holy Spirit is the gift to all of us. We must use him, we must cherish him, we must value him and not abuse him and not use the Holy Spirit just to prove how spiritual I am. And and to to make others feel small and make others feel like bona well, they are far from God and me now I'm second in charge. Yeah. No. Masalani, the Holy Spirit is here to unify the church. I know that there are many other things that we can quote which happened as people and 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 and, and, and here's the thing. We can quote Ananias and Sapphira, you know. Do you know that the greatest sin there was not necessarily about the fact that they did not give enough money. The sin was to lie to the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. It says, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? Because they used the Holy Spirit to say, yeah, he said we must go and sell all of those things and then come and bring them. And then, but why are you twisted therefore in your ways? So we need to be sincere. We need to get to a season as believers where we become sincere. We say what we mean and we mean what we say so that we can be restored. We can be built. We can become the kind of a church that God wants us to be so that the Holy Spirit will begin to move and work freely in our midst without us (laughs) getting into a chaotic state. In the name of the Holy Spirit. I've never seen, I mean, such chaos in church as in the charismatic church. It's like you ask yourself, because the way that we operate, sometimes you ask yourself, which spirit is at work here? Well, what? Sort of because we are one thing on the pulpit, we are totally a different thing at home, a different thing at work. It's almost like temporarily works for two hours at church and then allows us to do whatever we have to do at work. And, and then we can say stuff about one another, we can hate each other, we can, the same Holy Spirit, right. same Holy Spirit. And we are saying this is the one spirit we are referring to. Some of us, yes, we have the spirit, but it is not of God. We have to acknowledge that. Because his spirit is holy. Father, we thank you. For the gift of your Holy Spirit to your church. This morning we embrace him. We allow him to work in our lives, to work in our hearts. We allow him to lead us, to guide us. We allow him to fill us, that we may be habitually under his control, under his guidance, under his leadership. We pray that, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we may learn and master The disciplines of operating in the spirit. So that there shall be no division in your church. So that there shall be no confusion and disorder in your church. Precious Holy Ghost, draw us nearer and closer to you. May we know you. May we have that intimate friendship and fellowship with you. Spirit of the living God, as we wake up each morning, may you be the one who will speak to us, who will lead us and who will guide us. Whenever we are faced with different challenges and situations, may you be the one who will open up our eyes and touch our hearts and show us how to respond and teach us how to speak and teach us how to handle situations that we are faced with. Spirit of the living God, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ that you will help us to have more knowledge, more understanding, more wisdom when it comes to you and how you work and how you function and how you operate. May we know that you are here in your church to glorify Christ who is the builder of your church. You are not here to destroy this church that Jesus is building. Therefore, we surrender to you, Spirit of the living God, not to any other foreign spirit that might want to come and interfere with how you are operating in your church and what you are trying to achieve in and through your church. Use us, Spirit of the living God. Use us as we yield to you. We surrender our tongues, our eyes, our ears, our hearts to you. May we be filled anew and afresh. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Spirit of the living God. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.